When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 812 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live, Mega Show Edition. It was almost a mega, mega show edition. Sion Williams did not make the walk, but John Kozak, ben, James scared. Dean Raider, Ben Askren, not scared. Shane Sparks, not scared. Sion Williams, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting your name in the streets. You're scared. You say like you want to come he's on. He's be walking in in about 15 minutes. Man, yeah, he, he'll come in like the Kool-Aid man, bust through this door, kick me out of my seat. But I can talk I can talk smack a lot easier over the airwaves than in person. He's an intimidating man. But enough about the people that aren't here. He'll be on at some point. Um, probably tomorrow, maybe. He wants to come on very badly. But he has some he, – well, he, he – Sion claims there's a warehouse. J- JD, are you? In, have you heard about this place, the warehouse that we claim well, to have? I've heard of it. I am not. I can not confirm or deny if it actually exists. No one knows. <laughs> he he claims because when you don't see him, he's like, I've been up at the warehouse. But I don't know what the where. I no one knows about this warehouse. Tyler, the producer, I don't know if you can even confirm the existence of this warehouse. But he says that's where well, he goes to work. What's allegedly can confirm it exists. He confirms it exists, but he could be in on it. He's part of that whole Sion thing, so I don't know if we can even trust this guy. No. Until we go to the warehouse, we don't know if it's real. The sales department of uh, Shane Sparks—they don't know anything about any kind of warehouses. These are these are the one percenters. These are the people flying around, whining and dining, and and getting those those big big money clients. Uh, Shane, how are you doing this Wednesday? Doing fantastic. Hope you guys all had a good fourth. And I had a crazy dream. I had a Uh-oh. dream. I mean, is there anything worse when you get woke up from a dream? Like it's a good dream and the alarm goes off. Yeah, I was dreaming. Worst and this might have been a combination of two things. <laughs> I'm watching Winning Time. This this like mm-hmm. kind of fiction, kind of truth on HBO Max about the L.A. Lakers. It's, it is out there. But uh, Jerry Buss is from West Virginia. So I think right. there was some West Virginia clips that might have been my head. And then, of course, Kyle Bradkey, West Virginia. And then my son was in, came to visit, and he drove back, and I know that he went through West Virginia. So West Virginia is on my mind, which is a great state, by the way, beautiful state. You're right. But I had a dream that I was at a West Virginia football game, and then the alarm went off. So oh, <laughs> here we are. Well, Kyle Bradkey can help hook it up. He can get you to a WVU game. That's a, that that the best drive I've ever done in my life is from Pittsburgh to West Virginia. If you ever, I did it on Halloween last year. 
It was Ooh. stunning. Stunning drive. Spooky and stunning. Uh, oh, it's it beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. part of the country for sure. Okay, and and James Dean, he's back in the uh, jewel of the Midwest, Jewel, Iowa. A what was right. what's the slogan? A gym in a friendly setting. A gym in a friendly <laughs> city. Can't beat that. They don't have anything like that at uh, Funky Fresh Farms. They do not. Okay. All right. So we got news dumped again. This happens all the time. They love to do it. And they just wait for us to post it. USC, kind UCLA. Of, I, don't, I don't want to listen. I don't want to read any This might be bigger than us. Just no, a bit. it all comes back to FRL, Ben. The USC, the chancellors <laughs> at, at USC, UCLA, Pac-12. They know. This, go, this goes to the highest levels, Ben. Um, ben can't commit to the gimmick. It's really sad. Um, Mr. <laughs> WWE. Christian, you would make a great WWE. You know, you can be a, you're probably too small to be like an in-ring personality. You could be a manager. You could be Gable Stevens' manager. I'd love Jimmy to. Hart. Christian's yeah. got G- yeah, Jimmy Hart, Hart vibes. There we go. <laughs> um, I, I look bigger on camera, possibly. <laughs> Not as big as Gable, though. Uh, so, big, big news just in the sports world and the collegiate sports world, USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. Um, there was an alliance. I don't know if you guys were aware of the alliance, but the couple about a year ago, maybe less, uh, Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC said, hey, we're not going to poach each other's teams. We're an alliance. We have a handshake agreement. And the Big Ten said, just kidding. We're going to steal two of your teams. There is no and honor among thieves. Yeah. No. No loyalty. No loyalty. None. Um, and so the the questions for wrestling fans, is, well, what is the impact on wrestling? Well, to get out in front of it, No. And I think it's it's out there, but there's there's no requirement for these uh, schools to add wrestling. There should be though. Sorry, Ben. Um, ben is a liar. Ben is for a sure. liar. Con- convinced uh, or convicted for sure. But they don't have to add wrestling, and they certainly will not add wrestling. They're just I just see there's no chance of that happening. This is this move is zero just, to five percent. No, not changing zero. conferences. We're gonna give it a small chance. We're gonna give it a small chance. Okay. Um, I'm saying zero to five percent. You there see, you like, go. They had, they had an NCAA champ back in the day. What the hell was his name? Uh, maybe Fred Fred Fossard, maybe. Wow. Uh, Kyle Klingman would definitely know, and I definitely would not know. Uh, USC never had a team. UCLA has, and but they don't. They don't have a program now, obviously. And Let me look this, him up. this move is all about football and revenue, and you know, stuff related to that. It has nothing to do with them adding sports. Um, so. It's going to be, uh, I, I think, for the Big Ten and how it's going to affect wrestling, I think on the media side, it's going to have a negative impact on wrestling because I think now you've got to jam in more teams, uh, basketball games, women's basketball, men's basketball. It just gets that much more crowded. And, you know, I think wrestling really enjoyed a lot more TV coverage on Big Ten linear. I can't imagine that that's going to be increased with this and especially if the big 10 well, listen let's get some more like teams. wrestling doesn't do better ratings than women's basketball it uh, definitely does yeah oh I, I i can i can speak to that we got a big yes, 10 network big inside. Ten. yeah, yeah i mean wrestling is uh wrestling is either it's either third or fourth it's either it's in it's, the uh, big 10 in yeah. the big, on the big 10 network yes that's what yeah was. yeah um Obviously, football, basketball, then I think it goes wrestling, volleyball, or volleyball, wrestling. Volleyball and wrestling yeah. are the two big – those have been the two big points of emphasis the last couple of years. 
and they have not disappointed. I, I'm with you, Christian. When I first, you know, I think as wrestling fans, you first hear this and you get excited first, like, oh, maybe. And then you kind of take a couple of steps back. I haven't talked to anybody at BTN about this, but um, then, it, then I kind of get a little bit nervous too, thinking, man, now, like you just said, there's, you know, a lot more things uh, that, you know, you know, more schools to cover. I still, and again, I have no idea, but I'd have a hard time. And again, I have no clue about how this stuff works behind the scenes or whatever else, but man, Friday nights become a pretty big night on that network with wrestling. And I'm not sure from a ratings perspective, I think it'd be tough to beat that, but you know, all of a sudden it's UCLA versus Michigan and basketball. And then, you know, I mean, I, you know, because plus all these sports too, just, you know, you got, I mean, Big Ten football's on ESPN, it's on FS1, mm-hmm. it's on Fox, it's on Big Ten Network. Like, you know what I mean? That's where the stuff gets complicated, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, so I got two things here. Number one, the NCAA champion from UCLA was Fred Bona, who's from Clovis High School, coached by Danny DeLito. How tremendous. Nice. What year was that, Ben? That was 1978, I think it was. Um, but the more important question, can we take a step back? Because, you know, I only follow wrestling, MMA, and disc golf. That, that's really it, right? I don't right. pay attention to any other sports. So I guess my question, when I'm thinking about this conference realignment, um, I'm thinking, like, what is their end goal of these conferences? Because a conference traditionally is like, so I, I understand money, but this we'll, I'll get there. So the the end the end goal is like what is it? Because a conference traditionally is a, a set of teams who are close together by geographic proximity, and then you do that, and there's a conference champ, and then they go play for the national championship or something to that effect, right? And now effectively you have um, the Big Ten is going Rutgers is on one coast right there in they're in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and now they're going all the way to the other coast, and they're kind of spread out all the way in between. There's obviously uh, a Midwest hub. But they're they're pretty spread out now. You got Penn State and you know Indiana. Um, so, like when they're trying to do this, sixteen are they just gonna? Is the Big Ten gonna try to be get like thirty two teams? Are they gonna try to get all the teams and be like the national championship and then exclude the other teams? Or like, what are they actually trying to do? I guess is my question. I Anyone can, have an I answer? Think, I can speak to it. It all comes bit. back to TV deals. Yeah. So, like, obviously, the more good teams you have across the country more money you can get for your football tv rights and to a slightly degree basketball but mostly football sure and that's... So i understand that but then like take another step like are they going past 16 are they going to try to go to 20 30 like oh, they are they is to. it going to try to be one conference and then will that one conference say nca we we, we are now our own boss get lost like what's going to happen i mean if you're the big 10 why would you stop well, when you hear some of the these big, you know, the, the big college football analysts talk, their whole thing is like this is leading to again, this their words, not mine, because I have no idea how this works, but saying that eventually this is just all this stuff is one step closer to the end of the NCAA. Yes, that's what that's what this is like signifying to me and why it worries me. It's not about as much conferences about that. Obviously, we knew football into a slightly less degree basketball were the drivers of college sports the past however many years, but it didn't really affect anything super much. Now nobody's even trying to hide it and strictly like going off of 
financial moves that affect just football and maybe a little bit of basketball. It's like Olympic sports are just on for the ride and mm-hmm. collateral potentially like, but who cares? Because like if you're a, you know, big 10 commissioner, pac 12 commissioner, like those Olympic sports don't really make you that much money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, so look, looking at, looking at these, these rights deals. So this doesn't happen for another two years mm-hmm. with the oh, SEC. Two, yeah, that was one. So it's, well, so it's 2024 and then the big 10 with USC UCLA is 2025. So we're still a few oh, years shoot. off. Okay. So it all comes off of like the grant of rights deals, which is like the media, the media deals. And so mm-hmm. like essentially what they're doing and every school is looking out for the security of their future and making as much money as possible because like the landscape of NCAA athletics is changing and college um, academics, you know, like they, they need, they need as much money as they can get. So every institution is looking out for the betterment of themselves rather than like the betterment of like the Pac-12 conference or the Big 12 conference. Um, and so essentially what we have right now are two super conferences in the Big Ten and the SEC. And so the Big Ten, SEC, they're targeting, and Notre Dame is like the next linchpin. Who, where is Notre Dame going to go? But they're targeting, targeting institutions that are going to bring them the most value so yeah. they can up their network deals. Um, and so they're not targeting like the but so schools. so no one's outright said we want to go to thirty teams or like and then be kind of the thing because like then my my mind always goes like well, what you know what is the end goal of it is it going to just keep going forever and then they're going to out you know out the NCA because um, I saw something yesterday that said that the the Big Twelve is now going to go after since the Pac twelve or whatever has been weakened that the Big Twelve is going to go after like Colorado and uh, a few of those type of teams Arizona something like that. Arizona State in there as well. Yeah. Utah. Yeah, that's that's I think kind Arizona of big... State was the only one listed with wrestling. Yeah, that's the big talk is like what's going to happen with the Pac-12 and the Big 12. And then right. also the ACC. Because the ACC, the, their grant of rights extends all the way through thir- uh, 2035-36 season. What? So oh it's like gosh. a really oh my yeah, gosh, right. long, long time. Um, but if like – a majority of those big name schools wanted to leave, then that would be like the next thing where if those, if those conferences dissolve, then it's like free game because then they're not um, accountable mm-hmm. to like those, those grant of rights deals that they sign. So if all of a sudden the PAC 12 and the big 12 dissolve, then Texas, Oklahoma, they can leave and go to the sec right away. USC, UCLA, they can leave and go to the big 10 uh, right away. And right now, guys, I believe, ironically, the Pac-12 is opening up like they're having negotiating TV rights going on right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Ouch. Me. Whoa. I mean, and, and, I, and again, I, LA. They, I, I think a lot of this, again, just from reading, is that the reason that the Pac-12 is in this position is because their horrible television deal that was signed years back. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just brutal. It's bad, and a lot of people don't watch their their stuff. You know, it's all all the. If you look at most of the Pac-12 teams, the major markets, they're also in major markets with other professional sports teams. Like that's not the case in the SEC or the Big Ten, really. Well, could it also be timing? Because I know when I was a college kid, um, this is me speaking. When I actually did watch other sports, because probably pro wrestling didn't really exist. 
in its current form is like, you know, you'd watch some college football on Saturday and then, you know, a big 10 game would end at like, I don't know, eight o'clock or nine o'clock, whatever. And you'd be like, all right, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go do something with my friends. And then there's like the, the Pac-12 games are just starting. Like, and you're like, nah, I ain't watching that. That's too late. There's no way I'm watching that. And that's another reason, Ben, going back to where this goes back to wrestling, because, of course, it's the most important for us, is, you know, maybe on the wrestling side of things, everything's kind of the same, you know, and then they just, you know, maybe wrestling, for instance, there's a five o'clock dual meet from Penn State Mm -hmm. Eastern time. And then maybe it's, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin at, you know, seven o'clock. And then after that, usually is what they've been doing this fall, at least in central time zone. Yeah, maybe you bump it up an hour, and now and then then it's you know let's send it out to you know Los Angeles for UCLA and USC yeah. women's basketball, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I think I think the concerning thing is um, the biggest like threat to wrestling is the the Pac-12 teams and the fact that you know these school these schools and the media rights deals are supporting the institutions and supporting these athletic programs that don't make money yeah. and wrestling doesn't make money. For basically any school, uh, with a very few limited number of exceptions, and so with that, it's like, all right, well, what does this mean for Oregon State, where mm-hmm. Kozak just was? What does this mean for Stanford, who which was just yeah. on the chopping block forty-five minutes ago? What does this mean for Arizona State, who some of you may remember they cut their program not that long ago and had to get reinstated, probably in two thousand seven, eight, something like that, maybe a little before yeah. them. Um, so these are it's precarious out west, and the finances aren't great. And Olympic sports, a men's Olympic sport, is a easy thing to just lop off, and that's where I get concerned um, because I feel like our, our sports are constantly just fighting for their lives because they don't have really a leg to stand on in terms of the the revenue that they generate. And you know what? Uh, you know what sucks is that article you uh, you had us read yesterday, Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like that that twenty million dollar price tag. That's so annoying that yeah. they want. I mean, it almost feels like it's being held at ransom because obviously, you know, a Division one college wrestling program costs maybe a million dollars a year to operate. Um, it probably could be less than that, also. Um, but you know, the twenty million is based on a figure of five percent interest per year, and then it can live off the million dollars. And well, the twenty yep. million dollars sit, sits you know, sits in a, a nest egg essentially, but it makes the barrier to entry so hard. Whereas like you told a rich guy, Hey, uh, you know, give me a, a five-year guarantee of a million dollars a year. And then you get it rolling and then you get it rolling and you start doing, you know, getting other fundraisers. But I know they don't want to risk that, that the not, guy's not going to come up with a million dollars the next year. Cause they don't want to go through the process of starting it and then not being able to keep it. But that does really make it suck. Yes. Yeah, it does. And, you know, they they just want to be able to be like, set it and forget it, not have to worry about, yeah. um, you know, fundraising or this thing being a drain on the on, yeah. this, on the institution. So you, that's why you're seeing wrestling growing at these smaller schools where it's an enrollment play. And just like the article stated, you know, U, USC and UCLA aren't hurting for enrollment. And adding 30 wrestlers to a team is, is just totally negligible, whereas, you know— uh, a Presbyterian adding 30 wrestlers, 60 if they get, you know, women's as well. That's that's very tangible and helpful yeah. to their, their institutions. So that's why I see wrestling growing at these areas. But, you know, a, a Power 5 school adding wrestling, the last time that happened was when? 
can't think of an, an instance. Man, I, wa- I wonder what the answer to that question is, Christian. That's interesting. What is the answer? Never? I don't know. It's uh, Well, who? somebody would have had to have been the last to add it, right? I mean, it has yeah. to be somebody. I mean, somebody okay, yeah. Beyond our lifetimes, obviously, it would be. Yeah. God, that'd be a great trip. You know, yeah. the last. Like, uh, Jason Bryant, where are you at? Kyle, he's in the YouTube chat. Kyle oh, Klingman, where are you at? He was. Also, remember, to add a program, you also have to add a female sport generally basically yeah. to stay in compliance with title nine no so it's not just a wrestling mm-hmm. uh monetary ad it's a whole nother sport yep. yep yeah i think this like hopefully for every program out there like causes them to like wake up and be like all right we gotta we gotta raise our money we gotta get our our finances straight we gotta get you know get working with our donors and that was one of the things i learned about uh oregon state they said that when Oregon dropped their program, it was like one of the best things for the Oregon State program because they got, I don't know if they got scared or they got organized and they have like a $7 million endowment. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So yeah. I remember Zaleski. I think that was something Zaleski yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's yeah. interesting though? Peeling the onion back a little bit. You're yeah. right. You got to You got to protect your program, but let's, let's not forget now you got this NIL stuff. Donors are probably getting pinched for some of that stuff, right? I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I mean, you can only ask you can, you can only ring the you know knock on the on the same couple of doors so many times. It's, yeah, a, the, it's, it's pretty scary. There seems to be a real concern among wrestling leadership about the impact of NIL on on wrestling. Um, to to a degree, I don't fully, I guess, understand or maybe even agree with, but they seem to be really freaked out with how NIL is going to really hurt wrestling which i don't know i guess remains to be seen but could definitely happen um shane what is your sports in the last year i mean holy smokes i mean Mm -hmm. if we were talking about this last year and said hey here's the crystal ball here's what's gonna happen in the next 12 months we'd all be sitting here like what i mean like man impactful stuff i'm not you know me guys i went and saw Howard Jones at Summerfest on Friday night, one of the best artists in the mid '80s. You know me. Let's go Wait, back who? to 1980. Let's go back. Howard, Howard Jones. Jones? Oh, I, no, this sounds like, Howard Jones Jesus. sounds like a Howard Jones sounds like a conservative fantastic. university in like Atlanta area. I think Howard you Jones is a university. Get on Apple Music. Get Howard Jones greatest hits. You'll recognize oh five, He's a six British musician. Oh my oh, God, right. this guy. He he has. You were listening to a British musician on the July Fourth weekend, Shane. That's hey, he had top 10 hits between 1983 and 1986. Yes, he did, Ben. Actually, you know, we don't usually tell my kids what to wear, but my daughter, we were going to the Fourth of July fireworks, uh, and she came out and she had uh, a red, white, and blue jacket on, but it had the British flag, and we're like, traitor, <laughs> take it off now, man, don't put it back in the room. That is who we fought for freedom against. <laughs> Yeah. But I'll tell you this, my point being is let's go back to 1986 and hit pause and I'll be fine. I just Oh god. Things were just simpler. It was just oh, I don't know. Stop. Grumpy old man get you, off my you, lawn, but you I are being grumpy old man. I, right I loved now. it. I loved I loved things were simple. I don't know. I just this stuff is just getting oh. so complicated to me. It's like, man, I mean, where does this stuff end? It's when the AI takes us over, that's when it ends. Oh, <laughs> it's coming for us all. Yeah. Um, anyways, 
Okay. Anyways, Howard back Jones. to Howard Jones. Howard Jones makes me happy when he had yeah, top 10 hits between 1983 and 1986. <laughs> he's got some, he's a, he's an interesting looking individual. Very was he rocking this I just said absurd, shit. Was he rocking this absurd haircut? He was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's 67. Could get any 46 year old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. This guy's oh, not yeah, pulling any 46 year olds. Yep. He's not pulling. No. <laughs> Look at that no, jacket. No, sir. No, sir. Uh, he was maybe, maybe in I'm Milwaukee he would. Maybe in Milwaukee. He'd pull yeah, Milwaukee. <laughs> the Shenandoah Valley, this is not flying. No, oh sir. He's great. He's really good. I mean, the guy's two weeks older than my mom, for God's sake. He was good. He was really good. We all know how old Shane's mom is. Yeah. She's, uh, <laughs> what it, yeah, 67. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. Wow. Well, um, Shane, how does it sit with you knowing your conference? You are Mr. Big Ten. They're out here tricking teams. They're starting alliances. And then they're breaking the alliances. Did they not watch Survivor or, or, or The Office? <laughs> yeah, I I was a little bit. I mean, I just, I, I hate you. I mean, you guys know this. I'm about as shallow as it gets. Anything overly complicated, I kind of quit on. I don't love to learn. You know, it's one of my weaknesses. Like if, if it's complicated and requires a ton of brain power, I don't really want to learn. I mean, I just, I just kind of shallow. I'm like Ben said before, and Ben is super intelligent, and I know he, reads and knows all kinds of stuff he's not giving himself enough credit i truly am not a big learner i mean i just i mean here i'll give you a great story and this this is not good but this is how i thought (laughs) oh don't implicate yourself in anything right now No, implicate to to young kids out there listening so here's me i go to high school and i don't like algebra okay (laughs) shout out so you know what you know what i see in my mind like i and, and God bless my mom and dad, but there probably should have been some some serious conversations on changing my mindsets. My mindset was, I want to be a broadcaster, so I don't need this stuff. It's stupid. You're right. So I'm just gonna, you know, maybe maybe I don't know, get a D minus in it because who cares? Yeah, I don't need system. it. Looking I'm with back, you. Yeah. Yeah. I just I wish I, I wish I. But that stuff is good for your brain. Like I, that, that stuff does help you. I mean, I it, it helps your brain. It'll it'll help you, Shane. So I, I wish don't, I would don't, allow me. You I, don't I need to start that. reading. I went to Barnes and Noble five years ago and bought two books: one on Al Michaels, one on Peter Sagan. Tour de France is going on right now, which there's great tour coverage on Flow Flow Sports. Also, check out the Biking Vertical. Tour de France. I used to watch that before. Oh, it's Everyone so got good. It for steroids. Those guys, yeah, they got it cleaned up now. That those. No guys, way. You really think they're cleaned up? I mean, because that race is like. How could the human body yeah. do that? In and then you figure out to what it used how, to be, probably. The way it can do it is they just they're jamming themselves with steroids all the time. Tremendous. Whatever. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it was it's something. But I I I've I've not picked up one of those books yet. I mean, it's like, why don't I read? I never, ever, ever read. I need to. So I disagree. Yeah. So anyways, I think... to get back to your point with the Big Ten, I don't read it because it's just over my head. So I quit. It's like, oh, this is too difficult. I don't understand it. I'm I quit. That's it. <laughs> well, listen, I'm I'm with you. You should not say that algebra is good. Right. It is not good. You don't need algebra. algebra. Well, I just did an algebra equation this morning with my daughter. Come on, algebra. For, listen, for what? I'm not saying like parabolic for what practical equations. purpose, Ben? Be be honest. So, what practical basics, purpose? Basics. Ba- the ba- the basics like ratios and things like that. Like you I know, don't think that's you algebra. do need. Why not? 
a ratio I don't think is algebra. That's just math. Yeah. If you have to solve I mean, for you could get, Yeah, if you could, yeah, there's you an equation for there. It could be if, algebra. Guys, I'll give you the best equation to figure out. Basic <laughs> math. Like, I'm pretty good at arithmetic. The equation I've used, if somebody said, basic math, give me something that you've really used a lot, uh, is over of percent over 100. That is what? Is over of. Is you know, rise over like run? Rise problem. over run? What are we talking about here? Is, is over. Is over of percent over 100 that like equation what is what is that i don't know that out of 60 equals what percent out of 100 yeah yeah exactly like if you could figure that i mean that one's i've gotten some mileage out of that over 60 no problem i've gotten some mileage out of that one figuring out percentages you know if this is 70 percent. yeah that's like basic algebra so yeah the basics you need basics you need yeah basic basic yeah but uh i mean I know what what is pi three point one six or whatever. I've never oh, used well. that. I, I still well, don't quite understand. You know, you know what? Hey, listen, we're going way off the rails, but I'm gonna go. You know what I want to do, guys? I always get annoyed that on a wrestling mat, you go to a wrestling mat on a Saturday, right? Uh, a wrestling tournament, and there's eight mats, okay? And then mm-hmm. these mugs are using circles, okay? Which, if we know area of a circle, it's pi r squared, okay? And I'm like, hey, if you do the equation on say at twenty foot from center, okay? And you do that, and then you do a square, okay? Boom, square. You're getting like 30% more area for the space that you're using. If you're using all circles, you're wasting so much space in the middles. You got to turn the mugs into squares because then it's just, you know, squared, right? So 20 squared, and then you get four feet of area. Boom, we're good to go. What do you think? Squares, not circles. Oh, sounds good on the Simple surface. algebra, Christian. Way more surface area to wrestling. What we all want. Way more surface area to wrestle in. Jiu-Jitsu does squares. Geniuses. Makes them so much more smart than us. You got to extend the uh, the extra mat, though. You know. Yeah, you need, need, well, you need to say, well, if you're doing squares, I mean, right, this issue with a circle is, in a circle, it's a circle on a square. It's not a circle on a circle. So there's only extra up in the corner. On the edge, there's not the extra. Correct, right? So you need. So why do we need the extra up in the corner, but not on this edge? Exactly, right? So make it a square. So instead of the circle being three feet from the edge, you make the square four feet from the edge, and you still have way more area. It's so simple. And then you're constantly four feet from the edge of the mat. You're not three feet and then 27 feet from the edge. Hey, I'm with you. All right. Simple algebra right there. I can't want to go to war war on the edge. That's where the coaches sit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm with Shane. I don't like school. Why? What was your grade? In, what was your grade in algebra one? I to- I already told you about this. Algebra one, I actually, bad, right? A terrible. I failed. I failed trick. I, algebra two. Algebra two failed. All right, X. Christian. I failed Andy algebra X one. I didn't want to see it. Two y equals twenty four. What is it? What is it? Three x plus two y equals twenty four. What's the answer? Oh, uh, hold on. Three, uh, sure there's probably, well, I'm sure there's probably multiple answers because I just made it up. Wait, 3x plus 2y equals 24? Uh, what am I solving for here? I'm not doing X and this. Y, knucklehead! I can do <laughs> it. I just thought one answer was 4 for X and 5 for Y was one answer. I'm sure there's multiple answers here. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm not doing that right now. I could do it. I could, I could <laughs> I solve that, though. Six, I promise you I could solve that. 6 and 3 was an answer also. Yeah, okay, good. Hey, so back to our conferences, though. Would you guys would you guys be happy if like the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve combined for wrestling? I have no idea. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, for wrestling. Also, I, mean, I hear two small conference tournaments on both. That were, well, I mean, the Pac-12 yeah. was literally what? No, the Big 12 is like Big 12 yeah. huge now. Big 12 is yeah, huge really now. Yeah. Hmm. I also, I also hear like North Carolina is thinking about joining the Big Ten. Also, <laughs> what? So, oh yeah. my gosh! What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Where's the Big Ten going to stop? Yeah, they're, they're the on the national s- tournament at some point. They're just going to absorb every team. Yeah, especially in uh, wrestling. Yeah, that's great. Uh, not really. Yeah, I I wonder does does the conference system just go away in wrestling and we move like cross country has nine like regionals I think that feed into their national tournament. Like, could we do that? Something that's actually like regionally based instead of just division, to the conference. Division two does they have their conferences, but it's the regions. Yeah. Feed into yeah. the national tournament. I don't hate the region idea either, but then to again to uh, back to our point of the money thing, it's like I know the Big Ten's not getting rich off of wrestling, but the Big Ten coverage is pretty good in wrestling. So I guess maybe you could still maintain that and move it a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. and the Big Ten would still get their their thing. Um, but I, I think you know the Big Ten duels and the Big Ten tournament do relatively well, so they're probably making a little bit of money off that. Yeah, that also creates issues with. Okay, these this team is next to this team. This team's Big Ten. This yeah. team's Big Twelve. Big Twelve. They got ESPN, who shows their conference tournament at Big Ten. Yeah. Obviously, shows theirs. So, who gets to show that regional tournament? You know. Yeah. You know, and on, well, I mean, it would kind I of. It could be kind of like. Sorry, it could be kind of like. Um, you know, honestly, the more relevant things, the better. So, if you had the Big Ten tournament, it would be relevant. And yes, I had a uh, a regional qualifying tournament would also be something relevant because you think like. Football, I don't really pay attention, but what it seems to me like they're doing is just they just keep making more stuff to try to sell, right? So, like, don't they so have, like, a eight teams games. in the playoffs now and, like, 74? Like, you could be three and eight and get a bowl game, I think. No. No, you well, suck to be 500. Well, listen, well, you suck. Well, then they just add some numbers. They just call, well, call them they are They are devaluing, like, bowl games, especially by taking, like, USC and UCLA out of the Pac-12 because then it basically, like, eliminates the Rose Bowl. Rose like, Bowl. Rose Bowl doesn't matter because all that matters is the playoff. So they're trying to make the playoff way more valuable than the bowl games. That's essentially what they're trying to do. Well, and obviously the, con- the, and the conference is more valuable than bowl games. Yeah, well, and the conference, like, because the conference leads to the playoff. So the bowl games don't mean as much as, like, the conference championship I mean, tournament. It only leads to the playoff as much as a regular season game leads to the playoff. Like, it doesn't actually feed into it. It's just that, like, if you win your conference, you have another win and you're more likely to get in. The basically only feeder is the SEC championship. Like, if you win the SEC championship, you're going to be in the playoff. Yeah, so, okay. Back back to the to the wrestling conference thing and how that would work or not work. Um, I, I think one thing that a regional system would help is our – the conference feeder system is is sort of strange in wrestling where we have this one tournament that is so disproportionately Important. supports and, and sends guys to and it and it should. And I would never I, I think there's some coaches out there that would advocate for amending the system so the Big Ten is not sending so many. I think that would be just totally foolish. I think you want the best thirty three guys there and to limit what Big Ten can send is just idiotic right just because you want to look what happened look listen there's a conference two years ago when there were no ivy league teams they got all those people in and they did not place it was not good it was not a good look for those for that conference sending that many people okay 
But I think if you had a more even distribution of talent, not you're not going to have fully even contribution, but you know the, a Midwest region would send more. But if you moved it around a little bit, I think it could be a good thing that fed into yeah, the NCAA. Move around a little bit. Yeah, move around a little bit. And I think the that's Big what, that what still... gymnastics does. Also, guys, is it? I, I feel I like gymnastics. NCAA gymnastics takes the top twelve teams and they separate them two in each region. And then fills in the rest, something to that effect. Yep. I'm um, not sure. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't, I don't think, uh, I think that could be a, a solution. I don't know if that's even in discussion for wrestling leadership, but maybe something they're forced to consider at, at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, Ben, you're right. They, uh, they split up the qualifying tournaments based off the top 16 teams and then they hey. separate everybody else I thought and you didn't think you knew anything about other sports ben so you yeah. well, i remember that funny. one from when i was in college I, I was not sure that it was the same but i remembered it was something like that where it was like top couple and then i think in gymnastics which i don't think we would do some wrestling but i think in gymnastics the top couple teams take all of their people to nationals like their whole team okay yeah, something to that effect. Ben says he would. Christian's uh, out. He's so out on the gymnastics. Yeah, I would well, crush yeah, you guys yeah, the math. Math decathlon. You're all going down. I don't know <laughs> about geometry. Kozak, I got. I all think the Kozak equations. would smoke you. You because you. No, you, what? Bull crap. Bull crap. Let's go, Kozak. I'm ready. All right. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, this, is a, this is a contest I'm proud to lose. Uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to battle out with Shane for last place. <laughs> I feel like Spay would do well. Yeah, Spay yeah, would do well. Uh, no, Spay JD would no, too Geography much better, B is Spay. Yeah. I'm sure oh. Spay is very good at math, but Geography B, he would he would. Crush. No, I got that too. I got a Geography degree. I mean that. Grammar, grammar really? I'm not going to do good at grammar. Grammar, that's my weakness. Yeah. <laughs> geography, that's my degree. Math, you know, unless we go like parabolic equations and quadratic formulas and uh, kind of this this like really next level stuff. I don't, I don't remember that, but quadratic. Algebra. I don't think that's that next level. I'm pretty sure they did that in like what what is the quadratic uh, formula? Christian? I don't know, but I remember that's knowing that that was a thing. I don't know either. I remember it was kind of hard. Now I got to look it up. I think I don't think it's that. Is it, a squared uh, plus bx plus c equals zero. Um, no, I, I think, know the Pythagorean theorem. I know that one. Ax squared plus bx plus c equals zero. Yeah, I don't know. Come on, man. I don't know that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure this that's an algebra term. Quadratic is like algebra that's, two. But that's I'm saying high level. Not, it's not, it's You're not saying algebra two is high level. They're giving that to uh, idiot CP that's was not in algebra that class. Two. That's like in uh, <laughs> that's like in uh, what's it calculus or something? I don't know. I think quadratic. This is the Pythagorean theorem. I said that one's easy. Pythagorean no, is man. easy. I know that one. I actually used that one the other this. day because. You know, and the great no, kid tried to make me jump off this cliff, and I said, I'm going to do the Pythagorean theorem to figure out how tall that damn cliff is because it's kind of scared me a little bit. And then, but then I didn't know any of the numbers, so I couldn't actually calculate <laughs> it. But I knew how I was going to. I did that distance, doesn't make sense. Boat, distance, boat distance from the rock, okay, plus this uh -huh. angle, and I go A squared plus B squared, C squared, boom, and I got it. And then I said, Ben, don't be a freaking whip. Jump off that stupid ass rock. And then I was so scared, but I did it. Wow. Yeah, that's not the Pythagorean theorem. But, feet okay. first, right? Feet first, Ben? I wasn't first. No, I was not first. I let no, the guide. Feet, feet oh, first. Feet first, yes. I let the I guide. I will never, ever, ever again in my life uh -oh. again jump into anything head first. I mean, when I was, you know, I think the last time you I jumped did head it, first. Oh. Are you insane? What's that? You jumped head first from a cliff? 
No, no, I'm just talking about in general. Anything. Oh, like never jump. I always crap never jump in head first. Not worth it. Holy moly. Any place. Diving Any place. board into a swimming pool, nothing. Hmm. Okay. Too risky. You know, you, you know it's 20 feet deep. You're still not jumping not in head first? Not doing it, Katie. I'm not doing it. Nope. I'm not. Nope. Okay. Those days are long gone. All right, next up. Um they're complaining. They're complaining about us going off the rails in the chat. You just are they really, Jeff Baxter? You're not going anywhere. What are you talking about? You're not leaving. These 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 people are not leaving. Uh, they love it too much. Um, so Kozak's here because he was in Corvallis, Oregon. That's why I'm here. Uh, that's why he's here um, to talk about his his trip to Oregon State. Saw Chris. Pendleton were you there when the news dropped? You were already back, weren't you? No, I was there. I was there the day it dropped. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's get, let's give the floor to Kozak. What was the trip like? What trip, are your thoughts? Yeah, me and uh, me and Tyler went, our video guy, and it was it was really cool to see you know behind the scenes of the program. They went from forty sixth in twenty twenty one to twelfth in uh, in twenty twenty two. So kind of to see who we got there. Is that Ozzy man? Oh man, that's Ozzy, say Ozzy hi man. and then you gotta leave. Okay. <laughs> I know we can't battle right now. Oh my gosh, he wants to battle. <laughs> he wants to battle. He's like, man. He's I told so you guys bye, and then you got to go. See you later. Oh, bye, we'll Mr. battle a little bit, okay? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see look how sad you guys are making him. He's so oh. sad. <laughs> he even <laughs> sticks the, He's lip, got the out. lip. You got to go. Yeah, he oh, knows how to go, play. Buddy. He knows how to play we'll that game. A bit. Oh, bye. What a little savage. <laughs> But uh, no, it was cool to see behind the scenes. I think it's really interesting the uh, the staff in particular that Pendleton has required, like uh, his assistant coaches and everything. Um, he has two guys on staff that never wrestled Division One, in Nate Angle and Josh Roden, and then uh, his new volunteer assistant Corey Crooks. When he first got to college, he was a preferred walk-on, and he didn't get scholarship till his last year at Arizona State, and so. You know, asking Pendleton about, you know, is that is that kind of by design? And he's like, oh, absolutely. Like, these are, he's like, I don't think you had to, you have to be a great wrestler in order to be, uh, you know, a great coach. Uh, he's like, you, you know, you look at other sports, they don't assemble their coaching staff based off accolades. They they assemble their coaching staff based on who are, you know, who are good leaders, who are good, good coaches. And so that's what he's, you know, seemingly doing mm -hmm. with his, with his staff. So I think that's, I think that's really interesting. It's also really interesting looking at his his roster and how he's like pieced together his roster from they have uh, various transfers from Fresno State, a couple from Arizona State, and he's got uh, some junior college guys coming into the lineup this year as well. He got guys off the, the transfer portal last year with um, with Gary. So it's like the program overall. It's it's really interesting, you know, to kind of look look behind the scenes the area is beautiful i don't know if you guys have ever been um spent much time up in oregon but they're like 45 minutes from the coast they took us on this really cool hike um, we've got you know footage coming out or from that probably in the next day or so but uh really cool really cool program um a lot of good like just good people uh they were so so good to us up there so um if you ever get the chance to go it's it's worth worth going to see just that area so who breaks so I, my my question for ben is who who breaks the uh the standoff first does do you call pendleton or does pendleton call you for this this a, a, a awa connection the, pipe, the pipeline yeah 
because that would be uh, the most hilarious. We, we texted it a few times. Um, yeah, I don't know. We got we got to get someone sent out there. But yeah, he, he they obviously did a great job this year. Um, I I like what you guys were saying about the because I think there is a misconception that you have to be a great wrestler to be a great coach. And I, I think being a great wrestler means you understand wrestling at a certain depth. And I think there's more depth to wrestling than certain other sports um, mm-hmm. when you're playing them. Um, but that doesn't mean that people who weren't great wrestlers can't be great coaches, right? Because if you continue that passion for the sport, I mean, you think about it, like I remember going to college and um, say Bart Horton, right? Who was like a one-time All-American and I don't, I don't think it was very high. He was kicking my ass for years. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I finally got the better of them when I got older, but it was like if they just continue to learn. Right. And they continue to be in the room, they're going to get so much better. Right. So their skill level as a, say, 29 year old assistant coach is going to be so hot, so much higher than when they were 22. And if they have that passion for the sport and they're willing to learn and keep teaching, that's so much better than. Um, uh, and right. Not all not all coaches are like this, but a guy who had a high level accomplishments, who's not really as into it anymore. Um, or even a high-level uh, guy who maybe you know used athleticism for uh, a bunch of his success, and then, and then can't replicate it, or doesn't know how to teach other styles, like stuff like that, or doesn't want to do the recruiting or the other hard things. So it's an interesting thing in wrestling, and we've talked about it before, Ben. Just how you know the best, or at least you can say the most successful coaches are often have been some of the best wrestlers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the threshold for wrestling? skilled knowledge required to to be good what what is where, where do you think that line is because obviously i don't think you yeah. could have a successful coach that had never wrestled um well i think but i think like i said i think the learning process continues yeah i mean yeah they, if they don't know wrestling they can't be a good wrestling coach right mm-hmm. um and then obviously like in football i don't know how many assistants they get but when i look at a college football game it seems like there's like a bazillion over there, right? And so that's what I wanted to push back a little bit, that sometimes head coaches weren't maybe the best football players, but their staff is full of good football players who teach the guys techniques and whatnot. Well, at Oregon but good, State, good on what level, opposite. though, because if you think about like, well, yeah, good on what level, because you think about like in wrestling, the, those guys who maybe are football coaches, a lot of times would be playing in the NFL, right? So you're, mm-hmm. you're getting like the next level of crop, and that's where it's like, I don't think you have to be that highest level wrestler, but lots of times the best jobs for wrestling people who want to stay in wrestling are college wrestling coaches. So you get the very best doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. Or no. Yeah. 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 At Oregon state, it's, it's the opposite. Clearly their most credentialed uh, person on staff is their head coach. And then everybody mm-hmm. after that is, you know, the least, least credentialed, but then you have like guys like Nate Angle and Josh Roden who have been, it's not like they're fresh out of college and, didn't have great careers. They've been in the coaching game for for years, and they're proven, yeah. you know, they're proven leaders. Where it's like, what Roden did at, at Clackamas is like crazy impressive. He took over that program when they were like outside the top twenty, and they won five national titles. He put like so many guys in Division One rooms and stuff. So like they're proven yeah. in ways beyond you know what they did on the on the mat. I mean, they should they quit, check all the boxes there. I mean, if you got three guys, I mean, you got a you want people to be different. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. I really. I mean, I. I think what they're doing there is fantastic, <clears throat> and I agree with that too, because this is. I just remember once. This is probably 10, 15 years ago. Was just talking about wrestling coaches. Not all of them. Just 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 a general comment, but it, it's relevant to what we're talking about. Like, if they weren't coaching wrestling, 
what would they be doing? Right? It's like, yeah. there, there's some of them, it's like, man, you don't know what they would do, right? And uh, and then you got some guys like, you know, Tom Ryan comes to mind, Brian Smith comes to mind, Rob Colton, you got some of these guys, Zeke Jones, and there, you got a lot of them where it's like, you know, if they weren't coaching wrestling, they'd be running some business. Yeah. Pendleton yeah. reminds me of one of those guys. Smart. Yeah, sharp dude. I agree. Um, hey, I just uh, I put it in the doc, Tyler, uh, at the very, very top. Um, but we had uh, someone sent me a message on Twitter, uh, the Matt coach. Wrestling match used to be square. <laughs> Genius. Until in 1980, they made a rule that they had to be circles. I like this. I like the circle. I think it just makes more sense. Why? I I just it's more even. More wrestling I don't know. area. It's more even. Yeah, it's more even than a square, which is like all points are not equal distant from the middle of the mat. What do you think about that that square right there? I don't like it. I don't like it. At Why all. not? I just it's more don't... wrestling area for what you get. You get more area to wrestle. That's what we want. We want as much area to wrestle as possible. I can, it would I'm make a, the corners a little tricky, like going out of bounds and whatnot. Yeah, I don't want these but, tricky corners. <laughs> okay. Tricky corners. We have corner drills. Mm-hmm. Not edge drills now, <laughs> corner drills. Mm. Edge drills and corner drills. Okay. Um, why don't we... AJ Ferrari's back. He says he's back. And he said he's back by lifting, doing a deadlift for his back. Um yeah, this is a pretty funny post. If you haven't checked it out, made a funny face in his Instagram. Oh, Tyler's back here. He's fixing our TV. Every I don't Where's know why. Tyler? Uh, a couple. <laughs> you can't see him, see him, but he, he's really close. He's like over there, but because okay. he has it framed up like such a pro, you won't even see him walking now. He's leaving. There he goes. What's wrong with your TV? I don't know what happened. It's still out. I don't know if he knows that. Oh, geez, I think it worked please. for a second. But uh, anyways, this happened last week for for some odd reason. You guys got to get a state-of-the-art studio like myself. Do you ever see my TV go out? I don't freaking think so. No, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know if it's the TV or what it is. You know what's um, funny? I never bought a TV um, before this one. Like I, I don't really watch TVs. They're so cheap. This is like six, 70 bucks or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, TVs are like not, um, not much anymore. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's Tyler. Look at him. <laughs> You're getting a raucous ovation from the uh, from the call, awesome. Tyler. Absolutely. That may be that may be the only time you've seen Tyler on camera. It's, it's he's kind of like Wilson uh, from Oh, free Britney. He was on. <clears throat> he's like Wilson mm, from uh, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. You Remember? Never, you never he, see his face. You only saw him from here here out. There, you just saw his back and trying to fix the. Well, Wilson wasn't that. Not, it wasn't Home Alone. That was um, Home Alone. Home Improvement. Home Improvement. <laughs> Sorry. That was in that show. It's been a while. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I feel like uh, JD is the closest thing we have to a modern day Tim Allen. <laughs> tool time. Tim the Tool Man. Magnum PI. Magnum PI. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, JD, we haven't heard from you a little bit. What do you want? What are you itching to talk about? What am I itching to talk about? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We can He's get to no, some questions. No itches. Let's get. Oh, to some we questions. got. Uh, you know, we got. We got. Um. Uh, um Pan Am juniors this weekend right have we seen rosters mm-hmm. for that yet uh, well i wanted to ask um kozak who's our international expert are there any good like u17 there's not really any good kids at pan ams are there any good juniors at pan ams 
Ooh. from other countries, not from not non-American. JD yeah. says no way. JD says no. no. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cuba doesn't never like sense people, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have occasionally to occasionally. You know, there there will be like, you know, one or two good people, but even for the most part, it's pretty much the same as seniors, where we we do very well at Pan Ams across all age levels. Yeah, um, it's normally a kind of a bloodbath for, mm-hmm. for the home team. All right, um, uh, but so it's not the home team because we're in Mexico. We're the home team, though. I don't. I don't want to let you know it's in Mexico. That is not our home. <laughs> You know what I mean when I say home team. Uh, I mean, you mean your favorite team, if, I think. If they don't win, it's a shame. <laughs> All right. Um, here's a question from AZ Wrestling Fan. Do you like the tripod takedown rule in folk style or freestyle better? Why? I mean, so you where get, it's not a takedown? It's not. Well, they're saying, which do you prefer? Because it is a takedown oh, in folk yeah, style. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a freestyle. You. Which do you like? Um... I think it makes sense. I think it actually makes sense to the takedown. I mean, obviously you get some interesting situations in freestyle, but I think it makes sense to the takedown. The one that the one that I really I was actually just talking about this yesterday to some kids that I, I would definitely take out of folk style is the Merkel position. That is not a takedown in freestyle. Um, mm-hmm. I hate it as a takedown. I think it is not a control position. Um, I think you should have to battle it out and and clear your hips and get behind. Um, so that's the one in freestyle that I would I would definitely implement in folk. Yeah, so sometimes that allows people to step over and hook with their leg, um, which is good. It's, that's fine. That's a fine yeah. tactic, I think. I agree. Because actually, if you watch the internationalized, they're the little internationalized are really tricky at flipping their hip out and getting behind real quick from there. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Yeah, I I don't like it either because it's just like you're not covering the hips. You're not. I mean, it's just a yeah. weird thing to say you have control because you have the sides headlock sort of controlled and a near leg in but your leg mm-hmm. is under and hooked and also like for the reason it's, it's not uh consistently called right and yes you know just yep. like the starachi kemmer thing that was yep. debated sure, example. it's debated because it's debatable it's when is it it's in? debated because it's debatable <laughs> yeah it's like i mean it's it's a it's a real question okay yeah he's got the handlock but is the leg is in, but it was it threaded? Was it hooked? Does it need to be hooked? Yeah. Is it? Th- no, I agree. It's like, all right, just just get rid of this thing. And if like, you know, if you if you if you do the uh, if you roll him through on the Merkel that and hold him on his back, of course, and that's that's great. But you don't even see that anymore, um, other than the the high school at the high school yeah. level. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think about the quad? I mean, I say I say folk style quad because it's a takedown. And I actually, I'll just tell you guys, coaching-wise, I advise most of my guys don't bother with the quad unless there's short time. We had too many guys. I actually bombed. banned it. I, I A couple of years ago, I said, if you guys freaking do this, you get there is going to be a punishment. I never had to you know, follow through with my punishment. But so many guys getting trap arm gutted, laced, thrown for four from the quad. It's like, just give up the freaking two points. Unless yeah. you're really, really elite there, just give up two. It's stupid to try to quad. Yeah, there's the the risk. Unless you're Frank Chimizo. Yeah. He would be elite, so he would qualify under my criteria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh not a member of the AWA yet. Um yeah, I, it, it the risk reward there is is crazy. And even you know, there's a there's a very small number of guys that can really defend from there. Um, okay. Wait, so would you guys make it a 
which oh, which so one my, would you my go with? I, folk style? I think it should. I like the folk style takedown. I think you get you get behind a guy, quad pod. That should be. I think I like that to be a takedown. Um, yes, I agree. And then in freestyle, you know what? If you want to hold that position and defend parterre from there, I don't think anyone would. I think people would would drop down. But I think it would make. Uh, I think it adds a little more clarity, and I think it's a pretty tough barrier to get to. It's tough. It's a hard position to get to. It's not. It doesn't yeah. give you easier yeah. takedowns. Um, yes. Unlike the crazy one we saw in the Zane Jo one, where you know it's like flash knee hit or something, mm. some weird thing yeah. like that. That's that's good. the thing about freestyle is like in, in some instances it's significantly the the rigor to score a takedown is significantly harder than folk style. So like the Merkel we just we brought up or the quad which we just brought up. But then some instances they give the two at like the at like they're there for a millisecond. They cross over like the you know like the gross and um Dayton position on the edge where it's like gross crossed over that threshold for like 0.1 seconds, you know. Um, and they gave it or the yeah. JL one where he was there for 0.1 seconds and they gave it. So in some instances, the rigor to get a takedown and freestyle is much larger. And then in some instances, it's like really, really low. And I, I, I do get annoyed by that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. It can be tough. Um, okay. Adam rush. If you can make one super match between any two college wrestlers within one weight class, which one do you want to see? Same team or different teams? Hmm. So I, I, last Spencer year, RBY. <clears throat> Spencer RBY is the first oh one I came up gosh. with. That is insane. Hmm. Um, man, who would win that? That's crazy. Yeah. Go on. Um, I, I, last year, I would have said one of my favorites would have been uh, Carr versus Keegan. But now we could very well see, that, see that this year. See that this year multiple times. You could see it at the duel, conferences, yep. NC2As. Um, we could see AJ Gable. Oh my gosh, That'd be fun. AJ Ford Focus as Gable called him. Yeah, that, yeah, that ain't a that ain't a match no more. That's not a match at all. Yeah. That's never that was never a match. I yeah, never. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to see it. I'd watch it. Oh but... yeah, I'd watch it. Uh, it'll be more competitive hey, Eric, if it's a totally scripted uh, thing. What like about WWE. the other way around? Brooks, Ferrari. I was thinking Brooks also. That that would be a highly competitive match. I mean, or I feel like it would be. I feel like it would be crazy boring. I feel like both. I feel oh, like yeah. very very limited attacks. Some uh, not so aesthetically pleasing top wrestling. <clears throat> yep. Um, I would. What else would I say? Keegan Starachi. Keegan Starachi. That's a lot of that's, that's a lot of horsepower for for Keegan to deal with though. Um, I was thinking. That's a that's a before David moved up, Yanni versus Carr would yes. have been fun. Yeah, now it's like who is Yanni? Who could Yanni? I feel like Yanni could go any three weights and just be hmm. untouched. Like who at one fifty seven is going to give Yanni? Who would give Madi a, a a little difficulty? And Quincy Monday might be moving up as well. Yeah, that's yeah. I heard that too. So. You know, Deacon's gone. Um, he's gonna do. He's gonna work with Shane Sparks, I think. Shane's gonna hire him. Um, Love to. <laughs> uh, so who who is who is left? Willits is gone. Carr's gone. Corey Teamer, Monday. Peyton Rob, Teamer. That'd be fun. I'm totally in for Teamer, Yanni. Oh, Yanni, Yanni works. I'm so in. We're gonna have I'm some not really outstanding scrambles, though. I'm so in to watch it. It's gonna be hey, a guys, lot of fun. Real, real quick, real quick, funny Deacon story, real quick. 
was, was on was on on Ryan's Twitter. I think it was. He went to some wrestling camp, and one of the kids asked him like. Uh, didn't know much about him and, and uh, asked him if he ever qualified for the national tournament. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I won it. That's not Did even, I got a better one. Do you guys remember my Burkleran one? Uh-uh. You guys don't remember this? I was in high school. Or, so I was in high school. Uh, Burkleran was in high school. Probably, Spencer was probably uh, either sophomore going to be a junior or junior. I don't think he committed to Iowa. So I want to say sophomore going to be a junior. This is a long time ago now. And uh, I went to Young Guns, their camp for, I don't know, many, four or five years in a row where I taught in the summer. And I wanted to get a workout in. I think I was probably still competing at this point. I was definitely still competing. And um, so I just, I rolled a bunch of dudes over the lunch break, you know. And I was just, I was, I was not being addicted for clearing, but it was like I was wrestling him and I was, I was, scoring every single time, you know, but I was kind mm-hmm. of letting him get close and then I would score to let him get close and I'd score and I would just keep doing it over and over. And then at the end of the session, he's like, man, you're pretty good at scrambling. Usually I beat everyone there. That's great. That, that's really funny. Good. Good. <laughs> that's awesome. That is as good it, stuff. As it turns yeah. out, Jared, well, it's funny. You, you don't I'm know okay what, some kids don't really follow it as much as they yeah. do it, you know. Um, yeah. Remember, Ed Ruth sure. didn't know who Kale was when he got the job. Yeah. He's like, I had to wrestle. Ed Ruth didn't know who I was. Like, I was oh, we we worked out, and he thought I was Jake Herbert. Do you remember that story? <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't remember that story either? No. I think I remember oh that clearing one. Now that you. What's that, Ben? So the Ed, so uh, Ed Ruth, uh, my buddy John Veal, he's in the chat sometimes. He hired. Ed, he could. He could probably verify this story in the chat. He hired uh, Ed Ruth to come to a wrestling camp. And it was kind of close. So I said, hey, John, if Ed wants a workout, let me know and I'll come over and I'll roll with him. And um, so he said, okay. So Ed's like, okay, he wants to work out. So we we sparred a little bit, right? Um, we never went live live, but I there's this tricky move I do. And I did it to him like three times. <laughs> and uh, and so the next day, John says they're doing camp and they, you know, they stop and they start going live and Ed's in there wrestling the kids. And he sees Ed just kind of hammering this kid, just doing the same move over and over again. And and John's like, what's, what's that move you're trying to do? He said, man, I just can't figure out what Jake Herbert was doing to me yesterday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was the move? <laughs> it was just this one. We were rolling. It was just one that, you know how I learned it from was Justin Spates, who never achieved a high level of college success, but was really good, where you go like high flyer, and then they, they catch you, and then you slip the other arm, and then you dump them over um, from there. Um, but yeah, okay. so he was doing it to a high school kid, and John said, "What What are you doing?" I said, "I just can't figure out what Jake Herbert was doing to me yesterday." <laughs> oh my gosh, Jake Herbert! Now, what, what what year was this again? Oh, wow. a long time ago. I was probably like 2013, 2014, okay. uh, like a really long time ago. I was probably 20... still in college because he, like in 2014, 15. Uh wrestled jake to make the team no so maybe earlier maybe so earlier before then because if he had wrestled jake yeah. herbert to it was, make no, a team, it then... was, yeah it was definitely before then okay it was, before that. It was early yeah. that'll be an all-time that, that's right there with the greatest story of all time along these same lines is oh, wow. john olerud and ricky henderson back in the day they they played together with uh with the mets was it the mets and uh, or Toronto, well, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. First, but, and they were teammates down the road. And Ricky Henderson said, "Yeah, I used to play with a guy in New York that because John Olerud wore a helmet out at first base, mm-hmm. so they were teammates in one city. And then years back, they in in the next city, and 
and Henderson's like, yeah, I used to, you know, meets him. And he goes, yeah, I used to play with a, a guy that wore a helmet back in New York or whatever. Same guy. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. Yeah, John Oliver, he's a very good first baseman for the Blue Jays. I remember. Yeah, they played. It would have been Blue Jays first. They played in those Blue Jays teams early. I think they won a World Series together in 93. Mets, I think, it was 99. It was like five years later. Yeah, I used to play with a guy that wore a helmet in Toronto. Same he guy. looked a lot like you, John. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Ricky Henderson, man, he was he was the man. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, all right. Um, question: If you could have had the training advantages growing up at AWA, how much better of a wrestler would you have been if you were Askren trained all of childhood? I don't know if who this is for, but we'll say it's for Ben. <laughs> well, it that would be hard to say because I've um, my my current ceiling is very high. So, how much higher could I have actually gotten? Um, and then I'll say in a way I am because my high school coach was John Messbrink, who's also an AWA coach. So kind yeah. of, if so facto, I was, yeah. Also, I think probably the only, and for me to speak for you, but, um, you probably yeah. just would have reached that level quicker, right? Quicker, maybe but probably ultimately yeah. would have, I don't want to say capped out, but at a similar, at a similar point, right? Well, yeah, I mean, like, how much? I, I, I don't want to brag here, but I did win two Hodges, so like, how much better could I have potentially gotten? Three yeah. Hodges, maybe beat that son of a bitch, Chris Pelton, a couple more times. <laughs> 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 so be. <laughs> Dang it, Chris. Um, yeah, I would have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ben, let me ask you this: talking about high school coaches and, yeah. and coach mess and break because. If I had a dollar for every time I said Messenbrink magic on a Wisconsin high school tournament broadcast, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have a lot of money because it was it's all the time. Yeah. Semifinals, Arrowhead has always been so good. What I mean, you you know John obviously yeah. very well. What is it? What is it with that? Like it's consistent. Uh, yeah, he's just I mean he's just a really good coach and guys get consistent. I I, mean, I think the thing is he just gets guys to constantly improve and so when people beat other people they were surprised because they were not at that level at that point in time and they just got better right and then they beat them and then everyone was surprised but it was like well you know i mean i kind of don't say like kale because it's you know obviously i was kind of high school wrestling and NCAA not the exact same level but it's like guys just consistently improve uh under a specific coach and after a while you see a trend and you're not shocked by it anymore are you surprised he never coached in college uh um, he, he, you know talking about yeah like we were talking about before earlier with chris pendleton and his staff yeah. i mean john messabrink can coach college wrestling yeah I, mean, I, oh, I think given the right opportunity he would have done outstanding at the college level um but there there are limited opportunities especially if you you get out and you're a high school teacher and you're coaching it's like how many college opportunities are there especially if you know you didn't have a ton of college success and not well connected because i'm sure that's part of getting college jobs too is like who are your teammates? Who are you connected with? Sure. You know, like, and they know you from, you know, being on a U20 team or they, you know, they know you from training the training center or something like that. Oh, I know. Where that did he wrestle in college? Was it Drake? Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't outstanding, but yeah, there's just not plentiful jobs. And obviously if you're, you know, a co- high school teacher and a high school coach, you're probably making more money as a high school teacher than any division two or division three job, I would say. So it's like you're not probably not gonna take a step down and try to get one of those. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just that that transition is tough, and we don't see it. We do see it. Uh, who's well, Dresser did it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, Dale did it. Like it's been done, it just doesn't happen a lot. 
Yeah, well, it's a weird thing that it doesn't happen a lot because it's been a – I mean, I feel like the coaching credentials and, and like, crossover from being just an elite wrestler to just, be, okay, now I'm a coach, it's – the the success rate, I would say, would be much higher for someone who has who coached an elite high school level, right, because you've done a lot yeah. of the things that are required in coaching. So it's weird that more college coaches haven't – or high school coaches haven't made the jump, but also I'm not sure how many are. Like, was was Jeff Buxton ever really looking to be like a Division One coach? Yeah. Obviously, he would be on the short list for probably most jobs in America if he had wanted it, right? But I think the high school. Um, yeah. The other thing, Christian, that you're neglecting here too is, and we're especially talking about the high school teachers who are also coaches. Is mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it's only in recent years where work. Division one college assistants actually are making good money. They yeah. are, a lot of them are right now. Not all of them, but I mean, I remember Brian Smith offered me the head assistant job. I want to say like in it's a long time, 2014. No, it was when I was in Bellator. So probably 2012, 2013, somewhere in, in there. And it was like, yeah, I want to say I paid 42,000 or something like that. It's mm, like, dude, I, yeah. Brian, I, I, you know, I love you. And actually, you know, honestly, I had this album really good back then. I may have taken it, but I'm making more in a Bellator fight, one singular Bellator fight um, than I am for an entire year of coaching. Like, I just, I can't take that step down right now, unfortunately, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was like a high school teacher for an entire year was definitely making more money than that. Um, <laughs> Not by much. Well, a, I don't know. A husband I feel like, a teacher and a former teacher. Depends myself. on the district. I mean, in, in yeah, Wisconsin, I feel depends like on the district. Wisconsin are really good. Well. Yeah. I feel like they're kind of higher. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean that that's also they have, you have to consider that factor as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's not great. That's a good point too. Um, yeah, but fortunately, it is improving mm-hmm. to, to an extent. Uh, okay, why don't? So this guy wanted had a Penn State question, but we need Sion on for oh. that. FRL is the best. Wants to know if Ben ever heard the Rogan podcast on coyotes. They're like Hydra. Kill them, and they'll breed more based on a nightly check-in. Wait, so how do how do you get rid of them then? Because there's got to be a way to get rid of them, right? Well, you just got to kill a lot of them, I guess. Have, really? Has your, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard the the podcast, but they're a, they're a big problem. I also like think Hydra. You know the Hydra is. Cut off. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the snake with. There's a disc golf that's called the Hydra, right? And it has oh, a bunch of snakes on the head. Of course, it's a, it's a disc golf disc. Um, <laughs> no, it's a mythological. I know it's a mythological two, creature. Yeah, I know that. Um, no, with the coyotes, though. I mean, I live in a relatively urban-ish area. I think the thing is, though, we had that gun club that was closed down. Maybe they'll shoot them because the gun club was closed. Did you guys ever? I told you guys this about my house. I don't know about the gun club. We neighbor a gun club that's 36 acres, but in 2011, they shot a bullet over the hill and hit someone at the restaurant, and they've been shut down forever. <laughs> yes, like they, so they've been fighting in court for like ten years, but oh, then man. just finally last year, someone finally they finally <laughs> caved and someone bought them, and the stipulation was there's an indoor only range going in back there. How did it, so? Did it kill somebody? solutions? Right? It didn't kill. It did. It, was, it wasn't even like a really major. It like hit him in the arm or something like that. But yeah, it got him shut down for like a decade. <laughs> Minor flesh wound, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Dick Cheney did it. 
Yeah. So with this indoor range, it's supposed to be really nice. That's going in. They'll probably want to kill the coyote also. But there's a whole bunch of wildlife back there because obviously, like for ten years straight, nobody's been back there, and it's like, you know, it's like thirty six acres in the middle of a whole bunch of neighborhoods and businesses and stuff like that. Yeah, you need the so, gun club. You need to cut, cut those guys loose. They've got this shot, shoot the coyote. They have, have guys, guns. They know how to shoot coyotes. I'm sure. Have you guys heard about the the super pack, the wolf super pack in Russia? Oh no! <laughs> what? Tell us about it. <laughs> no, this it is was, like Alien Hour. It was ten years ago, and it was a reportedly four hundred um, wolves. They terrorized this Russian town. They killed thirty horses in just four days. Oh my they gosh! Just killing a bunch of animals. So they, is it still around, or did they shoot them or something? I don't know. I'm not sure. I just remember that there's a super. I'm gonna pack. look up Russian wolf super pack. Super pack. Yeah, look at look at. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we'll look into that. Okay. Uh, some almost as bad as forty to fifty feral hogs. <laughs> the hogs, yeah. Rogan talks about hogs all the time. Oh, uh, Rogan's talking about the wolf super pack. That's where you heard about this. What Maybe. is a wolf super pack? Does it actually exist? Let's see. Sounds like a political organization. <laughs> yes, hey, in Verkhonyansk, Russia, northern region of Yakutia. Ooh, that's way up there. Yep. Paradise, they say. All right, I'd say from now on on Wednesdays it's the wolf the, the wolf super pack show. That's wolf that's not. Yeah, when we have this many people, it's the super <laughs> super. It's our own super pack. Um, we're not going to go eat some horse meat, but um, I think we are going to go. Um, appreciate Shane and JD and Ben calling in. Appreciate Kozak hopping on. We'll be back Good tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it again. Thank you guys so much for for listening. Have a great Wednesday. Stay cool. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.